for being here, my friend. I'm Vonna Davis, and from my heart, I welcome you to the Midlife Confidence Podcast, the show that will help you skip the midlife crisis and fulfill your midlife quest. I found the key to growing in our middle years lies in managing our own mind. I want to teach you to reimagine your identity and purpose and live a life full of possibility. Join me on a journey to discover your midlife confidence. You might have noticed that I named this podcast and my coaching practice with an emotion. And I picked confidence because it's a favorite emotion for me and a very powerful and useful one. Confidence is even more relevant in midlife because maybe you, like me, thought you would have everything figured out by the time you were a certain age, like the age we are now. Maybe we thought that the confidence fairy shows up when you hit a certain age and stage and anoints you with self-assurance and calm, peaceful confidence. And surprise, here we are still wondering at times if we're okay and if our life is going in the right direction. And maybe you think of confidence as more of a trait than a state, meaning you feel like some people just have the personality trait of confidence. Maybe their fairy godmother blessed them with it at birth. But I offer that confidence is an emotional state that we create with our thoughts. And the more we practice it, the more it becomes a trait of our personality. And if you wonder whether confidence is even an acceptable emotion to pursue, I would say God himself is pretty confident and he wants us to be more like him. So if you've been waiting for the universe to let you know you're worthy, take the wand and grant yourself confidence. Why confidence? Because confidence is having a strong belief or a full assurance in something, being sure of something. And when we have self-confidence, then we're sure of ourselves. We have no uncertainty about our abilities, our worthiness, our success, our value, our capability. So I'll share two stories about confidence with you. And the beginning is the same in both stories. The stories start like this. Once there was a woman who moved into a brand new home, the first time in her life she'd ever lived in a home that was built just for her. And like lots of new homes, the builder built the home, but the yard was just dirt and rocks. She was responsible to get the landscaping done. She decided she wanted to do the landscaping herself, even though she had never done it from scratch before. She wanted her property to be a beautiful retreat filled with flowers and trees that she would enjoy for the rest of her life. So that's the beginning of both stories. I'm going to tell you the endings of both stories first. And in one story, the end is that five years later, the woman walked around her yard that was now all grass, flat grass from front sidewalk to back fence. And it was kind of weedy grass with yellow spots here and there. And she felt disappointed and sad that the yard wasn't more inviting and beautiful. And the second story ends, five years later, the woman strolled around enjoying her yard that was now a lovely garden blooming with flowers and trees. The natural beauty was a constant source of joy and she loved the time she spent digging in the dirt and caring for it. What happened between the beginning and the end that made all the difference? I'm going to tell the two stories and you listen for how emotions led to the ending of each story. The first woman had big plans, but when it was time to get to work, she kept thinking things like, I don't really know how to do this. What if I do it wrong? 
I might pick the wrong plants for this spot. I don't know if I have the energy to do this. I'm probably going to waste a lot of time and money. I don't have as much experience as my neighbors do with their amazing yard. I've never been a great gardener in the past. What makes me think I can do it now? And every time she had those thoughts, she would feel confused and incapable and lose motivation. So then she would put off doing anything. Finally, after a whole year of spinning in self-doubt and being frustrated looking at her yard of rocks and dirt, she got tired of feeling incompetent. She thought, I just need to get this taken care of quick, then I'll feel better. So she had a company come and hydro-seed the yard from front to back and cover up all that empty dirt. She thought, good for me, I finally got something done, and she felt very efficient. She loved seeing the green grass come in, and it was so fresh. But in six months, there were some weeds starting to grow and some spots looking dry. When she noticed them, those same kinds of thoughts came back. I don't know how to take care of Alon. I don't have the energy to figure this out. I've never been a great gardener. I'm not good at it like my neighbors. And then she felt powerless and incompetent again. So she avoided doing anything and the lawn kept declining. And in five years, she felt disappointed and sad that the yard wasn't more inviting and beautiful. The second woman also had big plans and no experience. After she moved in, she looked at the yard and thought, hmm, I don't really know how to do this yet. I'm sure I can figure it out. I'm so excited about the garden I imagine. It could end up to be the best use of my time and money. And I have neighbors who have an amazing yard. They'll probably be glad to teach me some tricks. If they learn to do it, it's possible for me too. I haven't been a great gardener in the past, so it's going to be so fun to dive into this new adventure and learn all about it. And every time she had those thoughts, she would feel confident and energized so she would take the next steps on her project. She took a class and she talked to her neighbors. She cleared rocks. She planned the landscaping. She had the grass hydro seeded and planted trees and flowers. And when some of the flowers died, she thought, it's okay if I make some mistakes along the way. That will help me find what works here. She was loving the process and the time working out in nature and getting to know her neighbors. She began to think, I'm really getting this figured out and becoming a real gardener. It's starting to be so lovely. And she felt more confident all the time, which kept motivating her. In five years, there she was, strolling around her lovely, peaceful garden and looking forward to enjoying it for the rest of her life. That process of how our thoughts lead to the results we have is often called the model. And Brooke Castillo at the Life Coach School created this simple model based on the insight of many teachers and healers. The process starts with circumstances, which lead to us thinking thoughts, and then thoughts lead to our feelings. Our feelings lead us to take action, and the actions we take end up with the results that we have. So those circumstances are things that we can't change. They're facts. But everything that comes after from our thoughts to our feelings, our actions and results are in our power. So going back to our gardener stories, one thing I hope you noticed is that the more successful woman created a feeling of confidence before she had any evidence for it. She didn't wait five years to see the final garden in bloom and then be confident in her abilities. 
and that confident mindset generated the energy she needed to do the work and get the results she wanted. Confidence is a really powerful emotion that can help us create what we want in our lives. I think confidence is like salt. It makes everything better because every one of us has two core fears. We're afraid we're not good enough and we're afraid that our life isn't good enough. And when we're well into midlife, we've often generated a lot of beliefs about why we're not good enough and our life isn't right yet. For sure, we've got lots of evidence of things we've done and things that happen to us that we think prove those beliefs. We look at others who seem so self-assured and we think the confidence fairy must have magically blessed them from birth. So how can you get to confidence and believing that you're sure that you and your life are good just as they are? You're sure that everything is working out just fine. You're sure that there's meaning and purpose in everything that's happening. And you're sure that you have something valuable to offer. For me, it all boils down to my own mantra for confidence, which is believing that I'm good, my life is good, and good things are coming my way. So I'll share a little story that happened to me in the past year or so about confidence. Four years ago, I started up a nonprofit called Reach 10, and we help young adults talk more openly and compassionately about overcoming pornography, trauma associated with that, and also working toward healthy sexuality. These are really tough topics for young adults today that have really affected their lives. So we had been doing workshops, uh, like live in-person workshops, inviting young adults to come for several years. And then in July of 2019, we had a board meeting and my board had a discussion and recommended that we start a podcast. And as I listened to that, I was like so overwhelmed. Later, one of our board members, Amanda, said to me, oh, I felt so bad for you because I saw in your face how discouraged you were. Because my thought was, I have no idea how to do a podcast. I don't want to learn something else new. It felt like I had spent 10 years constantly learning new things. And the thought of another thing just felt so out of my comfort zone. But at the same time, even right during that meeting, I knew it was the right thing to do, that we could reach a lot more young people that way. And I had to leave that meeting and think about it for a few days and come to the conclusion that it would be worth whatever it took to get it going. I decided I couldn't make it happen in the emotional state I was in, so I switched up my thoughts and I decided to approach it with a much more confident outlook. I decided that I don't know how to do it yet, but I can learn. Everything is figure outable, as Marie Forleo has said, and maybe it will even be fun. Once I switched that up, my motivation and energy to this new podcast switched dramatically. I got really interested in learning about it. I talked to several people who have done their own podcast. And they were just everyday people like me. So I decided, well, it's possible for me to pull this off too. So I recruited two awesome young adults to host the podcast and we invited some guests. I took a mic that my rapper son left behind at our house and we recorded our first episode in September. 
and launched the Breaking the Silence podcast in October 2019. So it's been a little over a year at this point. We've had steady growth, and I know we have very small numbers compared to many big podcasts, but today I looked and we're about to break 13,000 plays, which means that 13,000 times we've taught a young adult something life-changing that might change the whole trajectory of their life, that can help them open up, reach out for help, or be more supportive to a friend who's struggling. And you just can't take that away no matter what happens in the future. So I'm so glad that I overcame my resistance and my self-doubt about learning how to do a podcast. It's been totally worth it. You could say that now I have confidence because I figured it out and had some success with it. But really, I tell you, I couldn't have even started the project if I didn't decide to feel some confidence first. That's what kept me going through the steep and sometimes frustrating learning curve. I wish I could hear your confidence stories. What are the areas in your life that you do feel confident in? Maybe you're so great at organizing systems or planning fun family get-togethers or motivating people or decorating your house, or creating business partnerships, or teaching kids. Maybe you've never named that feeling as confidence, and maybe you've never taken time to recognize that you are confident already in some ways. Let's just take a moment to think about it and let that confidence radiate in you. If you just take a deep breath and allow it in, how does it feel in your body? in your mind, in your spirit. It feels pretty good, doesn't it? We all want more of that, right? Then what is one area of your life you would like more confidence in? What would that look like? How would your life be different if you had that self-assurance now? Can you picture it in your mind? Maybe you can imagine your eyes and your smile alight with confidence. So here's four tips for growing your confidence. And the first one is decide to feel confident. There isn't a confidence fairy who waves her magic wand and bestows confidence on a whim. Stop waiting, take the wand, and grant yourself confidence. We truly create it with our thoughts, and nothing can stop you from thinking anything you want to. To feel confident, you just need to find the right thoughts. Now, it's simple, but I know it isn't easy. That's one of the most life-changing things I help my coaching clients do, is to learn to take charge of their thoughts and create the feelings they want. And that's how I know it's possible. The second tip is to unhook confidence from evidence. We look to our past to find evidence that we can be confident in the present. We look for evidence that proves we've accomplished things that are worthy of confidence. Or maybe today we push ourselves to get something done. So then we think we'll have evidence that will prove yes, I can justify being confident because I accomplished this thing. So we get in this loop of constantly chasing evidence, some kind of proof, so that we can feel good about ourselves. But we don't have to wait for evidence. We can decide to be confident now. It comes from your thoughts, not from evidence. And not only that, but you need confidence first to fuel the action you want to take. It's much easier to get things done from confidence than self-doubt. The third tip is to expect your confidence to waver. 
Just like courage isn't the absence of fear, but taking action regardless of fear, confidence is an absence of self-doubt. It's taking action regardless of self-doubt. We go in and out of confidence, every one of us. Even the ones who seem the most self-assured have their private uncertainty. So self-doubt doesn't mean that you aren't also confident. The fourth tip is that confidence is loving all of you, including your weaknesses. Confidence is knowing you're capable and valuable and unfinished and still learning, just like everyone else. So let's imagine a range. If you can imagine a line, clear on the left side is self-doubt. And someone who's in self-doubt is thinking, everyone else is better than me. And clear on the right side is pride or arrogance. And someone on that end is thinking, I'm better than everyone else. But right in the middle is the perfect balance where we find confidence. And a confident person can think, I'm amazing, and so is everyone else. We're all amazing and imperfect and human. So that's the sweet spot for confidence. Friends, it doesn't matter if you lack confidence at times. Since you've already come this far in life, you have plenty to be confident about. You just need to notice it more often. And when you want to try something new or risky, you absolutely can create the confidence you need to dive into by thinking confident thoughts. Remember, I'm good. My life is good. Good things are coming my way. What is your new confident self ready to do? Be peaceful, be powerful, and love your radiant heart. You can live in a more joyful, emotional state and more powerful creation of your desires than ever before. As a life coach, I teach people to see the possibilities open to them, to re-envision their identity and purpose. Somewhere in the middle of life is the perfect time to update your mind and how you're thinking so you can make the most of the rest of your life. You can get in touch with me and schedule a free consult call by emailing me at vana at midlifeconfidencecoach.com or on my website, midlifeconfidencecoach.com or message me on social media at midlifeconfidencecoach. I can answer all your questions about how coaching could help you. All that's in the show notes. Take care until next time.